0: I serve on the personnel committee for our congregation. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us bow our heads as we prepare for worship. Lord, our God, we come to you burdened and driven by every kind of need and oppression, but you will bring light into every situation. In your great goodness, And faithfulness you will continue to help we come to you because you are our help we want to draw strength from your word so that we can remain steadfast in these times awaiting your help and already finding joy and certainty in our expectation for your kingdom is coming and your will is being done on earth as in heaven Amen. Now as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
1: light the candle that symbolizes peace. Listen to the scripture reading from Isaiah chapter 11, verse one through two and six through nine, which reveals the good news. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the sea. Light this candle today in preparation for the coming of Christ.
2: Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Our God pursues us like a loving parent, seeking the lost to bring them into his fold, seeking those who stray to bring them home. Let us respond to his amazing grace and love in a spirit of humble repentance and confess our sins together. Let us pray. God of the future, you are coming in power to bring all nations under your rule. We confess that we have not expected your kingdom, for we live casual lives, ignoring your promised judgment We accept lies as truth, exploit neighbors, abuse the earth, and refuse your justice and peace. In your mercy, forgive us. Grant us wisdom to welcome your way and to seek things that will endure when Christ comes to judge the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Sisters and brothers in Christ, hear the good news. At some time or other, each of us has been lost in many ways, but now we are indeed found, and not simply found, but rejoiced over, and cherished, and beloved. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. boldly state what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. And now we invite you in the love of Christ to turn and greet your neighbors, especially anyone you may not know yet.
3: Good morning. Good morning, welcome to worship on this, the second Sunday of Advent. We are getting closer and closer to the Bethlehem stable and we're grateful that you are joining us as we make that journey. We hope that you will find this to be a place of welcome and that you will know that here you find the fellowship of God's people and the mission of God's people. And We're here always to discover those things as we wonder how we can make a difference in the world. So we are grateful that you're with us. Please sign the Friendship Pads, which are in the pew. We uh, would love to know of your uh, information, including your email address and anything else that would be helpful for us to be in contact with you over the course of uh, the days and weeks and months to come. We uh, had a sanctuary chock full of people yesterday, uh, standing room only. Uh, for the Messiah concert and what a treat that was and we're so grateful for uh, the Sarasota Choral Society as well as members of our uh, of our uh, choir to share with us this great uh, gift for the season and we're grateful to have Thea Lobo with us this morning uh, beginning and preparing us in worship. Thank you for being with us as well. So we are uh, delighted that we can uh, take these kinds of steps alongside in our journey. Another step you can take is to be with us uh, for our Advent Through the Arts series, which is this, uh, continuing this Wednesday night. I'll be teaching on uh, the gospel according to George Bailey. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, those of you, anyone, anyone ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? Raise your hands, yes. <laughs> um, you might wanna come. Uh, lots of interesting things to think about and reflect upon about Advent and the message of that, uh, that particular movie. 6.30 over in the chapel after uh, dinner. We have a great Christmas pageant coming up. This Saturday afternoon at four o'clock, you are welcome to come. Our children will be leading us in the great story of Christmas. We would love for you to come and to support our children. You don't have to have a child or a grandchild in the pageant to be welcome to participate with us, but this is a great encouragement to our families. We'd love to have you there. At 345, we'll have a little carol sing. So come a little early for a little singing and then after the carol sing, we'll have our pageant and it will be a, a great time of being together. Ushers are needed over the course of these next several weeks. So if you uh, would think about that random act of kindness that uh, Lori talked about last week, that little chain that you're uh, collecting about your little random acts, that's a wonderful random act of kindness to serve as an usher over the next several uh, weeks. We have people going away for seasonal uh, trips and we would love to have you help us out with that and you can sign up in the back of the, uh, of the sanctuary if you'd like to help us with one of our services. Christmas flowers, please feel free to sign up for Christmas flowers. If you would like to give some flowers in memory or in honor of someone that you love, we would love for you to do that. Many of you have heard that we uh, received news from Jeff McCauley, our youth director, has received a new call to a new ministry. And uh, that's a very disappointing thing for us, but we know it's a very exciting thing for him and Kim. They're heading up to Bradenton to do a really wonderful work that will be really commensurate with his skill set. Jeff will be the uh, youth pastor for senior highs and for communication ministries at the Woodland Community Church. And we have been in conversation with Jeff about that for a while and we're excited for him, but we're disappointed he'll be leaving us. You'll have a chance to give him your blessing. Believe me, this is not a trend. We're putting a stop to this right now, but uh, we're, we bless uh, we bless Jeff as he makes his way into a new, a new ministry. And then, lastly, you'll see in your bulletin uh, flyer echoes of generosity, and we've been talking over the last uh, several weeks about. The challenge we have as we make our way to the end of the year, we're about $100,000, a little bit off of our giving, and we would love for you to be keeping that in mind. We're gonna be monitoring this over the course of the month and re- making you aware of where, how, what kind of progress we're making. It means we'll probably need to receive about $400,000 over the course of this next month, not, not a challenge beyond what we can make, but we think that you uh, would want to know that and would want to share with us as we respond to that challenge, keeping your current giving current as well as perhaps to think about perhaps how God has challenged you uh, to uh, respond to this need here within our congregation. So keep that in your prayers. Offering envelope is available in your uh, bulletin as well as you can give online in any way that you would feel led to do so. Let's now continue our worship to the presentation of our tithes gifts and offerings. Uh mm-hmm.
4: We give you thanks for the love and forgiveness and generosity of yours that we live in every day. At this moment in worship, we bring these small tokens of our love and gratitude back to you. And we pray that you'll use them to spread your good news around the world. And we bring them into your hands in the name of our hope and our Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated as Lori and our children come forward.
5: Good morning, how's everybody doing? Look what I found out in the courtyard. I found a couple of shepherds and an angel just sort of wandering around. So I brought them in with me. So if you did not get a red card when you came in today for the reminder of the Christmas pageant, uh, there's some in the back, so you can get them as you leave. Thanks, guys, for doing that. So we are in this season of Advent, this time of waiting, and I have a question for you. And if I promise not to call on you, would you raise your hand if you have done an act of kindness or an act of love this last week? Anyone at all? Look, look at this. Look at the hands. Excellent. Keep it up. And if you haven't started, today's the day. I just want to encourage you to keep shining that light of Christ during this time that we are waiting patiently for Christmas Day. So last week, we lit the hope candle. This week, what candle did we light? Peace. We lit peace. Yes, we did. Try it again. Peace. We lit the peace candle. If I were to ask you what peace means, what might you say? What do you think peace means? What do you think? Calm. Calm. Excellent. Sydney, do you have something else? What peace means? Come here. Oh, sorry, right on the nose. Be nice. To be nice. Yeah, that you could have peace if you're nice. Sam. Non-hostile. Non-hostile. Excellent. Yeah, Sophie. Free. Free. So all of those things mean this kind of peace. Well, do you know that Jesus is sometimes called the Prince of Peace? And I think there are two kinds of peace. There's a peace for today, and there's a peace for tomorrow. The peace for today is the kind that we can have deep down in our tummies, even when things are going bad. Because we can trust that Jesus is with us. So even when things are going crazy around us, We can have this sense of peace because Jesus loves us so much and that he's going to take care of us. And then we have this peace for tomorrow. The peace for tomorrow is when Jesus comes back. And when he comes back, guess what? There will be no more tears. There will be no more cancer, no more divorce, no more hurts, no more bullies. Never, ever, ever because Jesus is coming back. And we hold on to that hope. And I wanted to show you an example of that with my two little friends, Mr. Lion and Little Lamb. So if I were to tell you that Mr. Lion is a carnivore, what do you imagine he might eat? What do you think, Cynthia? The sheep. Yeah, he probably eats sheep and other kinds. And if I told you that our little lamb is a herbivore, what might she eat? Oh, Maddie, what do you think? Plants. Plants, yeah, like grass and hay and those kinds of things. So now imagine that one time Mr. Lion has gone five days without eating. Have you ever gone five days without eating? Long time. His stomach is growling. He is so hungry. And all of a sudden, little lamb, out of the bushes, comes walking towards Mr. Lion. What do you think is going to happen?
1: Wow. What
5: do you think is going to happen?
1: The lion's going to eat the sheep the lion
5: is going to eat the sheep. Yeah, he is, Ryan. He's going to eat him. But guess what? The peace for tomorrow, when Jesus comes back, is when the lion and the lamb lay down together and nobody eats anybody. They're all friends. And that's what he wants for all of us. But in the meantime, in the meantime, we need to be peacemakers. Which means that We are doing acts of love and kindness every day. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you for sending us the Prince of Peace. Help us to act like him, to be loving and to be kind and to spread peace. Amen.
3: We are taking our journey through Advent, listening to the voice of the prophets. And today we listen again to the prophet Isaiah in the 40th chapter, at the first part of the chapter and the concluding verses. Hear the word of God. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, well, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. And surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. And he will feed his flock like a shepherd and he will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Have you not known Have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even ewes will faint and be weary and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. By your grace and through your mercy, we pray, O Lord, that you will allow these words to come to point to the word just read and to the word made flesh in Jesus the Christ. We pray this in his name. Amen. Do you have the time? Do you have the time? maybe one of the simplest and hardest questions we ever get asked. Do you have the time? Lord knows we have enough watches and phones and computers to help us to get the precise time down to the millisecond? Do you have the time? Oh, yes, 9:29 and 13 seconds by my atomic watch. That's the easy answer. But how about this, do you have the time to sit for a while? Do you have the time to stop for a while? Do you have the time to wait for a while? Not such an easy answer. Author John Locke of hearing, tells of hearing from a man in Great Britain who told of a time when he and his family were taking a little hike, he and his wife and daughter, and as they were hiking, the daughter kept stopping to pick white dandelions and to blow on them and to see the white petals fly through the air. The mother was intent on keeping this hike kind of moving forward, so she kept on trying to keep the daughter moving along, telling her along the way that there was no time for blowing dandelions, no no time for blowing dandelions, she kept saying to the little girl, and over and over again, no time for blowing dandelions until finally the little girl replied, Mommy, then what is time for? What then is time for? a week into the Advent season and with less than three weeks until Christmas, it is an appropriate question to ask, I suppose, what is the time for this season in which we mark off our Advent calendars one day at a time in which we read our Advent devotional booklets one day at a time, but we're tempted, aren't we, to read those booklets ahead, right? We wanna move, get to the end, we wanna get to the, how many of you, well, I won't ask, how many of you read the whole book? (laughs) Because probably we don't want to wait to get to the end. We don't want to wait maybe even until the next day. We don't want to wait, I suppose, because we don't want to pause to think about what the time is for. In fact, it's around this time when we start asking our friends and family the Christmas question, right? Are you ready for Christmas? In other words, are you done waiting? Are you ready? We want to use this season as efficiently as possible. So if we can't get it all done, we want, we won't, if we get it all done, then we won't have to wait and that's all the better. We can squeeze maybe a month into a week because we're time driven, right? No generation in the course of human history has been more time driven. No generation in the course of human history is able to do more things in less time. We can do more things in the course of an hour than people in the 14th century could do in the course of a month. And yet, our biggest complaint is that we don't have any time. I suppose because time, no matter when you live, is precious. Every segment of time is precious in our lives. I've heard it put this way. If you want to know the value of one year, ask a student who's been held back a grade. If you want to know the value of a month, ask an expectant mother at 34 weeks who is feeling labor pains. If you want to know the value of a week, ask the editor of a weekly magazine. If you want to know the value of a day, ask the editor of a daily newspaper. If you want to know the value of a minute, ask a person who missed the train. If you want to know the value of a second, ask a person who just avoided an accident. If you want to know the value of one millisecond, ask a swimmer who's been touched out for the gold in the Olympics. Time is precious. What then is the time for? Asked the little girl. So Advent would make us ask, what if the time is for waiting? Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like that question. What if the time was for waiting? I never liked that Advent question. I don't like that Advent question because I hate what the answer might be. If in fact, the time is for waiting, then that would be another proof that God's thoughts are not my thoughts and God's ways are not my ways. Because I don't like to wait. Do you like to wait? Who wants? to wait? Who wants to wait for test results from the hospital? Who wants to wait in three miles of traffic? Who wants to wait to hear from their college of choice? Who wants to wait to get better from an illness? Who wants to wait at the checkout counter at the grocery store? Who wants to wait to hear back from a job interview? Who wants to wait while your loved one is in surgery? Who wants to wait? Well, the Israelites were waiting. You remember their story. The people of God had been sacked by the Northern Kingdom of Babylon and the Babylonians had captured the Israelites and dragged them back to their homeland. And there the people of God lived in exile Away from their land, strangers now in a foreign land, and there they lived, oh, not for days, not for months, not for years, but for decades and decades. And they waited. And they waited and they waited and they waited and in their waiting they couldn't really be sure that that God or Babylon was going to let them have their land back they, they just waited they waited for things to somehow get better and then finally God decides to speak and says through his prophet Isaiah comfort my people comfort my people speak Tenderly to Jerusalem and cried to her that her punishment has been paid and her sin has been forgiven. Prepare now the way of the Lord. Tell my people that God is up to something. And that's the Advent hope, isn't it? That as we wait, God is, is up to something. The Advent hope opens our eyes to look about and wonder what might God be up to in my waiting? What might God be up to in my waiting? Have you not seen, Isaiah asked, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He doesn't faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable and those who wait for the Lord, shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not You see, for those who believe that God is up to something, even in our waiting, that God is preparing, even in our waiting, that God is enough to hope for, even in our waiting, it is those of us who shall renew our strength. It is this hopeful waiting. Hope not in some particular outcome. Hope not in some particular result. Hope just in the waiting, because Lord knows God is up to something here. And it's in my waiting for this up-to-something God that gives me strength for the day. John Claypool was an Episcopal priest, earlier a Baptist minister, and in the early parts of his ministry, his daughter was diagnosed with leukemia, a disease to which she eventually succumbed. And he tells of one night when his little girl was very sick and he was sitting alone with her in the hospital room and she was in a great deal of pain. And she asked him, Dad, when will the leukemia go away? That's a question that no parent wants to hear and it's a question that no parent knows the answer to. And he responded, you know, I don't know, darling, but we're gonna do everything we can in our power to find a way to get a cure for it. A long silence followed, and then his little girl asked, have you asked God when the leukemia will go away? Well, you know, darling, we've asked God to come and take it away. I know, she said, but but have you asked him when? He'll take it away. She was waiting. And John Claypool says that it was in that moment when he and she were waiting that this passage from Isaiah 40 came to mind, and he realized at that moment what the passage was all about. It was was about waiting. It, it, It wasn't about waiting for a cure. It wasn't about waiting for your ship to come in. It wasn't about waiting for your plans to be realized. It was plainly and simply about waiting for the strength to go on. And in the quiet darkness of that hospital room, Claypool says that the strength came God came with just enough strength for this young pastor to walk and not faint. Not to rise up like wings like eagles, not to run and not be weary, but to just walk and not faint. God didn't take the leukemia away, but he gave a young pastor the strength to go on You see if Advent is to tell us anything it tells us that our waiting is for God and God alone our hope is in God and God alone no guaranteed outcomes in this world just the strength to put one foot in front of the other. Haddon Robinson the great 20th century preacher tells of how for the longest time he never understood the poetry of Isaiah 40 especially the ending that when the prophet talks about waiting for the strength of God, why wouldn't he finish the poem with this rising crescendo, that that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and that they shall walk and not faint and that they shall run and not be weary and that they shall mount up with wings like eagles. The tone of the poem though, for Robinson seemed headed in the wrong direction. Rise with wings like eagles and run and not be weary and walk and not faint. But then Robinson reports There came for him his own dark night of the soul, where the waiting for him made him doubt whether he could even get out of bed. The best he could do was just put one foot in front of the other. And then he realized the wisdom of the prophet. Yeah, there comes times when you rise up with wings like eagles, and yeah, there come times when you run and not be weary, But then there are the many of us who have those moments, those dark nights of the soul, and the most courageous, the most miraculous movement of God is that we're able to put one foot in front of the other to walk and not faint. And I think that's a little bit of what Advent is about one day at a time, wondering, what is the time for? And in the waiting, in in the time at hand, to find the quiet movement of God. For we who wait for the Lord shall renew our strength. Maybe we'll mount up with wings like eagles. And maybe we'll run and not be weary. And maybe most courageously, most miraculously, we will walk and not faint. Jesus said, come unto me all of you who labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am meek and gentle of heart and you shall find rest for your souls. Friends, we make our way to the Bethlehem stable to find the word of God incarnate, the bread of life. And we know that as we make our journey There may be some of us who do so with wings like eagles. There are those of us who do so running without any sense of weariness. And that there are those of us who are doing the best they can to walk and not faint, to put one foot in front of the other. But it is the one who invites us to this table at whatever pace we find ourselves to come and to be nourished. It was Elijah who heard from the angel, come, eat and drink, for if you don't, the journey will be too far for you. So come to the table, eat and drink, that you may be sustained by the Spirit of God, that you may renew your strength, and that you may be given once again a calling into the world to bring the light of Christ. Hear the word as words of the institution of the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ as they are delivered by the Apostle Paul. I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the same night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread and after giving thanks, he broke it. And he said, take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you remember the Lord's death until he comes again. And the great advent hope is he will come again. Let us pray. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, O course, O Lord, at the end of time, but come, O Lord, of course, now into our lives, in the course of our lives. Come to give us strength. Allow these elements of this meal to become for us the spiritual food, the heavenly banquet that we may encounter you again and find in you our sustenance, our strength, we may make our journey and that we may find again, Christ born within us. Gather us around this table and gather yourself around us that we may truly experience the communion you intend through your Holy Spirit. For we pray this in the name of Jesus who taught us all to pray saying, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. People who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness on them has light shined. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. after supper Jesus took the cup. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not and will not overcome it.
4: Life and cup of salvation that you have fed us we thank you and we pray that now you will send us out into the world to spread the good news of the gospel your love your peace your forgiveness and we pray in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ amen, amen. <laughs>